Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and change makers. Over the weekend, I did something I usually don't or even set out to do. I helped a friend film a wedding. Since it was a behind-the-scenes documentary-style project, I said yes because I love to be a casual observer and documenter of life. We captured all the usual events surrounding a wedding, but it was during the reception that today's monologue found its roots. The reception was on the Portland Spirit, a popular ship for sightseeing and events along the Willamette River. As I captured footage of people enjoying the party with appropriate levels of emotion, I heard a commotion on the other side of the ship. I walked toward the noise, missing whatever happened, but the people at the table attempted to recreate their excitement for my benefit. I would return to this group throughout the evening because they were fun. When I mentioned it, the response was simple. It's because this is the singles table. They were the outcasts of the wedding. They knew it and were having a blast anyway. Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 727. Much of my creative career, I have spent an inordinate amount of time trying to gain access to the right rooms and organizations. I've searched for acceptance from the important people who I perceived to hold the blessings and power of labeling who they saw me as being and what my purpose was. Not to mention all of the different identities, creative offerings, labels, and masks I've worn over the years with the hope that success would finally be bestowed upon me from some external authority figure who recognized the correct combination of skill, offering, dollar amount, label, niche, identity, clothing, and purpose. I wanted to sit at a different table than the one I was seated at. Why? Because I believed what was said about me by other people that I would be rich because I was smart, or that with a lot of sweat equity, I would find success. Niche down, have the right offering so that the right people can put you in the right box. Don't post too often, don't showcase your ignorance, be a perfect brand. For the longest time, I have been addicted to the praise and words of affirmation from others. I sought it above all else, even when people around me let me know that they just wanted me to be me to show up as myself, to finally be at peace. But like parents, I just didn't understand. I chased it all until I burnt out and then started chasing something else, repeating a pattern of self-destruction. Because I didn't want to believe or even accept the truth I knew deep down inside. I liked the table I was at. The people around me were awesome, and I was exhausted pretending to be someone I was not. While this is my story, I don't think I'm alone. As a society, we care far too much what other people think of us instead of digging deep into who we really are. It's not valued or rewarded until one day it finally is, not because of anything we did, but because the collective taste changed. The more I come across creative outcasts in all walks of life, the more alive I feel, because I too am a creative outcast. I long to bring my own creative projects to life, to mine the depths of my soul, to tell stories that are interesting and different, to go against the grain of what is accepted or even the quote proper 
read that as acceptable way of doing things. As I've been sharing about my upcoming workshop on November 9th, Spread Your Ideas Like a Horny Rabbit, I notice certain people resonating with the message. Perhaps they too are tired of searching for external acceptance and finally opting for authenticity. So in this episode of Getting Work to Work, I'm going to explore seven ways to let go of what other people want for you and to step into your power as a creative outcast. First, do the work that makes sense to you. A lot of my working life has been wanting to do the work that other people think I should do. And that could be because there's perceived money there, or maybe there's success, or it's because that's what the trends are, what is relevant. Relevance is a huge one from that outside source of affirmation and acceptance. But deep down inside, there is work that you want to do that only makes sense to you. That when you lay in bed at night, you dream about doing. And you aren't sure how to do it yet, but you know it's possible. And it's that inkling of possibility that is worth chasing. So do it. And it's going to hurt, though, because people won't understand. Because if they understood it, maybe they would do it too. So chase those things that make sense to you that you understand, even if you don't know how to do them yet. Second, find how you do something before you watch a tutorial. I mean, I say this a bunch, but throughout my career, oftentimes when I'm trying to do something, I would go watch a tutorial to try to find the best way to do it. But the older I get and the more willing to explore and experiment, I'm more willing to just try things out before watching a tutorial. And that means I'm going to do a lot of things wrong. Maybe I'll have to do things over and over again. But it does get interesting when you start comparing it to what other people do and how they have to learn or try things. And so be willing to make mistakes, be willing to trip up, be willing to look like a fool. Because once you understand how you do something, then people are going to actually come to you to want to know how you figured it out. Because we hunger for that authentic way to do something not just uh, the perfect way to do it that fits into some tutorial or YouTube video. Third, break the rules, ignore the best practices, and silence the self-proclaimed gurus. One of the things that happens when we gain expertise is that we want to monetize that expertise. So we create a rule book, we create guidelines, we create best practices, and we become gurus around that expertise. And nothing stifles creativity more than rules and best practices and becoming gurus. It's not about people coming to us to you know, show them the way to do things. It's about doing the things that we want to do. Again, that makes sense to us. And how we figure that out is to break the rules. Now, there are some rules you don't want to break. Obviously, you can't break the rules of nature. Uh, you shouldn't break the tax rules and, and other rules relating to legalities and all those things. But everything else is fair game. So go for it. 
break them, ignore them, silence those gurus, and try not to become a guru yourself. Fourth, embrace complexity instead of simplicity. It always seems like when I go on Instagram that someone has tried to fit their vision into the perfect 10-slide carousel. And that's great, like fantastic work. The fact that someone can take a vision for their life and make 10 slides out of it, well done. You've won the PowerPoint Award of 2023. But sometimes as a creative outcast, your vision is so complex that it wouldn't even fit into a 100-slide carousel, that it would be 10 volumes of a 1,000-page works of longhand fiction. So don't worry about whether your expansive vision is simple enough to condense down into one slide or ten. Embrace that complexity and continue to unfold what it means to search for the depths of that complexity, to allow all of the different things to branch off and create new ideas. Fifth, build a community of support with fellow creative outcasts. It's hard to be an outcast. And much like the table of single people at the wedding, that was the community of support because they were seeing two of their own get married. And I think there was probably some sadness there. So they did have some support with one another. And that's what it's like as creative outcasts. It's not to have people around us telling us who we are. It's to celebrate who we are and to support the decisions that we're making and the work that we're doing. That's the kind of community we want. Sixth, do the opposite of what everyone else is doing on social media. I can't remember what his name was, but instead of making vertical video, he takes horizontal video and rotates it 90 degrees. There's your vertical video. That is the exact opposite of everyone else is doing. Maybe that's why people are holding in their hands a lav mic that's supposed to go on their shirt, but you know, I digress. But when you start seeing patterns on social media, that means that there is a trend going on that people think that that's the right way to do something to get attention. So be the outcast, do something else. Seventh and finally, spend time with boring people. Just because you're a creative outcast doesn't mean that you can't visit other metaphorical tables. Talk with other people about what they're doing. Even if their job is sitting in a cubicle at a corporate office, ask them what they love about their work. Just because they're boring people and that's what they want with their lives doesn't mean that there can't be value in that. There can't be something valuable to mine from that, to bring into your own outcast life and make it into something that's meaningful for you. Throughout the evening, I did see the single people mingling throughout the room. Maybe they were hunting for someone, I don't know, but it, it was really about connecting to other people. You know, it feels great to finally accept that I think differently than a lot of people, to finally accept myself as a creative outcast. And I think that now that I've done that, I can continue doing the work that I do without fear that I need to edit myself for the wrong people, or if I just found the right words to explain what I do, more people would accept me. I don't need to do that anymore. I'm actually tired of doing that. More than that, I'm tired of quitting on myself. 
and I finally have confidence in my fellow creative outcasts that they will connect with me, not just my work. And that's an encouraging thought when it seems like I'm making zero progress. I hope this message helps you to continue searching for what it means for you to be a creative outcast. It really can be easy to fit in, and it takes continuous conscious effort to not settle for anything less than yourself. So do the work that matters to you. Be your weird, authentic self, and don't forget to make a bunch of noise at the wedding of life. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life.